0: Hey, welcome to This Stuff Matters, the podcast. This is Tom Gray. I'm so excited you're joining me for the episode for release date Tuesday, January the 10th. This will be the first of two episodes that are a series of interviews with Joe Hamilton. And boy, this is the epitome of what we're committed to at This Stuff Matters, the podcast. We are the place where sports and spirituality and society find their synergy. We are leading a revolution of souls in society. And so this is an interview with a revolutionary. He's one of who we want to be. Somebody committed to uh, making the kind of difference in the world and living out what we've talked about even episodes past. Of you know, He's a demonstration of a guy who what he does comes out of what he believes. And he's got the right priorities and the right focus. Here's a man, Joe Hamilton, who uh, in any... Kind of comparative terms of, among us as human beings in terms of accomplishments, he stands in rarefied air in, in in a unique place. I mean, this is a guy who has achieved in the sports world on a level that uh, few could even dream of. He was the Davy O'Brien Award winner, which is given to the, the award to the best college football quarterback. Uh, his senior year, he was second in the Heisman voting that year. He's played in three professional football leagues, he owns a Super Bowl ring, blah, 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 all these things, right? So extraordinary talent and accomplishments through hard work, dedication, perseverance, all of those traits we want to see just grow in us more and more. But what you're going to find here is a man of depth, a man who is humble, uh, a man who is here to serve. And so uh, without further ado, I want you to hear this first half of the interview and then next week, the 17th, the second half. Oh, and by the way, go to our website. You'll find a link in the show notes and buy your tickets for our next This Stuff Matters live lunch. Joe is going to be our special guest that day. So an opportunity to meet him in the flesh and see him and ask him some questions. We always have some Q&A at these live events. Uh, maybe get his autograph, have a brief conversation with him that day. The tickets are 20 bucks. It's Maggiano's Little Italy in Cumberland Mall. Uh, they're going fast. We have limited space. Please go get those tickets. Bring coworkers, colleagues. You don't have to be a Georgia Tech fan to get a lot out of the lunch that day. And please, for this episode, download it and share it. It helps us a ton as we uh, really want to build a momentum uh, that becomes a revolution. So enjoy. Here's Joe Hamilton. Well, uh, Joe Hamilton, thank you so much for joining This Stuff Matters, the podcast. What a what a privilege to get to uh, feature you, interview you, learn from you over a couple of episodes here. And of course, you know you're known for all you've accomplished in the sports world. I'd love to just kind of go back to the beginning for you. I mean, were sports a big part of your life from the beginning? Did you? you know what were your dreams as a kid growing up playing various sports i'd love to hear how it all started for you yeah
1: uh first of all tom i'm honored to be here man really really uh appreciate your work and what all you do especially when you're talking about it being a, a servant leader and letting your character and your examples to others show and your light shine uh i'm honored to be here uh, being interviewed by you i appreciate that um It's all about ball. It was all about sports. It was all about growing up, uh, watching football, watching basketball. A seasonal athlete, Mm -hmm. I would call myself, came from a seasonal family. And when I say seasonal, I'm talking about if it's football season, we honed in. Baseball season, we honed in. Basketball season, the the same exact way. And what I like about my childhood is that small community from Alvin, South Carolina, uh, small high school, when you say total 500 in the whole high school i think my uh senior class was about 90 people total. So I love that we went out and we, we watched the games in house and then we went out in the backyard with the neighbors and the cousins and family friends and played the game. We just watched, mm-hmm. we got all of our examples from the people, the role models that played it. And then we went out there and tried to simulate, you know, how they played the game and sports was was always a part of my upbringing. And my dad was all, would always say when we started to compete, are you able to look yourself in the mirror? Mm. And if you can look yourself in the mirror, meaning that if you gave all you had, then winning and losing isn't that important. Mm. And I don't want anybody to take that the wrong way, that we were not competitive, that right. we did, did not want to win. No, that was foremost, foremost, and that was a very, very big priority But how you played the game was much more important. Wow. How you played it with enthusiasm, how you played it with, you know, character, how you played it with integrity and left everything out there, not for you, so to speak. And that's why I loved so much about uh, or love so much about team sports. Give it all up. And who are you giving it up for? Your teammates. Mm. And I enjoy all team aspects of sports because uh, essentially it's what life skills teach you.
0: Right. Wow. And you mentioned your dad and his influence there, but I, I mean, who was forming and shaping uh, you as a young athlete and a young growing, you know, becoming a man who was most influential for you?
1: It, it was stages as I grew up and as I went on to new levels. Uh, it, it was my dad instilling the the work ethic and and not, have, not playing peekaboo. And what he meant by not playing peekaboo, don't measure yourself up with everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might have role models and you might have some guys that you think their game is pretty good or they're succeeding, but that's not the measuring stick. Mm-hmm. Again, the measuring stick is that you empty your tank, that you max out. One mm-hmm. of my biggest two words my dad kept on saying to me even when I went to college and high school and even a brief stint in the NFL, Did you max out? Mm. Because a lot of people like to talk about Tim Tebow, Tom, and they they would always go to Tim Tebow's professional career with the Denver Broncos and a short stint with the New York Jets, and they're saying he was a horrible player. Mm. But I look at it a little bit differently. Mm. Tim Tebow, in my eyesight, in my mind, maxed out. Mm. His his total destination wasn't to be Tom Brady, wasn't to win multiple Super Bowls or be an iconic Hall of Famer in the NFL. Mm. But he maxed out his skill set. Yeah. His skill set ended right where it ended, and he's going to look back at it, and I think he's going to not have any regret. Why? Because I emptied my tank. The skill set that the good Lord gave me yeah. is more than just being in the NFL. It's to impact lives in different ways.
0: Wow, that's so good. Now, did you? Uh, w- w- did, was football your your dream as a kid, or did you have? Was it well a well formed dream, or was it a little bit just more in general terms, what you were hoping for in the future?
1: Um, It was in general terms, uh, but it was also... Outside of general terms, Mm -hmm. Uh, if it was going to be basketball, because I played basketball at a pretty high level, uh, I wanted to be the best point guard. I wanted to win championships in high school, and I wanted to go to college. I didn't quite know then uh, as a freshman, sophomore, was it going to be basketball or football, but it was to be the very, very best. And my junior season when I decided, not decided, because I played basketball throughout, when I kind of saw offers coming in on the football side, Then it was, you know, to win a national championship. You know, the individual uh, goals, I I never really had them. Hmm. That's why it struck me so, so hard and it means so much to me now with some of the individual goals that I've accomplished that wow, and I, when I say wow, I'm talking to the good Lord. I'm talking to yeah. you know why me? Yeah. You know how many people played this game and mm. competed, and then all of a sudden I'm at a point, or I came around at the right time to where I'm blessed with some of the accomplishments. I'm blessed with. Uh, so the goal was to be a champion. Yes, and you get there uh, uh, by you know embodying your teammate, embodying a team aspect, yes. and uh, making sure you lead. By example, mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. big on me is leadership, Tom. Because I can speak on leadership because I can. My number one deal or number one scene when you're in a position of leadership: get in the foxhole. Mm-hmm. Get in the foxhole. If you have one on white pants, nobody wants to see that leader with his white pants still white after you lead whatever you're leading. Mm -hmm. Meaning, can you do the same exact thing that you're asking us to do? Are you willing to do those things or are you on the outside of that foxhole pointing? You do this, you do that, you do that. It's all good to point. There's no problem pointing and getting things done but you should be in that foxhole pointing. I love that. Not on top of the foxhole. Yeah. Act like you can't get your hands dirty. The best wow. leaders are the leaders that's doing as well as directing. Wow. All
0: right. So these, I mean, we've already got two nuggets, gems already from you, Joe. So it's empty your tank and get in the foxhole. That's uh, Those are powerful for any arena of life. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, of course, we talk at and this stuff matters. It's where spirituality and sports and society find their synergy. And part of what we all love about sports is it, it directly relates to life on mm-hmm. so many levels. Uh, what are some of the other maybe biggest challenges or hurdles in your sports journey uh, you know, or kind of hardest lessons to learn that have served you very well in the rest of your life going forward since the sports days are over?
1: Um, well, Well. failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, failure and... Even though, when you think sometimes that you've given your best, mm. and not even think sometimes that you've given your best, sometimes you have given your best, right. and you fall up, you fall short. Yeah. How do you how do you face that adversity? Mm. How do you you know pick yourself up and come back and do the same thing? Trust your preparation. Trust your spiritual belief. Mm. Trust what you you know you're here for. Mm. Trust that you're in the right place and doing the right thing. Because so many people fail, and they don't. They change up, thinking that you're, that failure is because you did something wrong. Mm. Sometimes you chopping at the wood, and that other person or that other group did it a, just a little bit better, mm. but when you pay close attention to what you did, you're on the same path. Mm. That's why you see some and somebody, some guys fail at winning a championship, and then the next year they're right back where they are. Mm. They may have tweaked some things, but they knew that they were in the right path. Mm. So I've learned that failure doesn't necessarily mean you're doomed. Mm. Failure means sometimes that you might have to tweak it and do a little bit things differently, but stay on your path mm. and trust your path. And, The biggest thing that we come up into, Tom, is the fact that we compare. Mm. I've learned very, very quickly and throughout my course and where I'm at now uh, in the media and on radio uh, that don't compare yourself to others and what they have and their success rate and the timing of their success. I heard somebody say it, excuse me for not knowing the name of who said it, but they said comparison is the thief of all joy. Oh, that's good. In the minute I start comparing what you're doing in my life to your life, I'm robbing me of what I just succeeded in. Mm. I forget about the joy and being happy for myself of getting over this hurdle because you're over there most successful, but I need to take baby steps. I need to look at myself and pat myself on the back and say, man, that is very, very good, as opposed to looking at you and seeing where you are, and I'm not there yet and almost being discouraged. Mm take advantage of the little moments, take advantage of the little steps, and I've learned that the good Lord, mm. the good Lord mm. is magical. I've mm. learned to express <laughs> who I am more now because I'm in a point that I ask why me? What do you want with this? Yeah. And that's where I learned servanthood. Mm-hmm. That where I'm at in the position I am in now, and the, some of the things that I've been able to do. How do I give back? That's why I'm big in youth football. Right. I'm big in the community. I'm yeah. big with doing things for others when I see a need yeah. that I can help up and want nothing back in return.
0: Yeah, wow, that's huge. And so. Th- it's part of why I was so excited to have you on here. We talk on the podcast about, you know, we're trying to raise up an army of revolutionaries, people that are difference makers, mm-hmm. and exactly what you're talking about in the lives individually of others, and then, of course, the ripple-out effect that can have on society as a whole, and that's just huge. You're, mm. you're, you're a guy living that out, and I love it.
1: Yeah, and uh, and I would just add on to that, you know, the good Lord is so unique. Mm. And, and because me and my statue. Being a quarterback and facing some of those he say, she say, Mm -hmm. you can't do it. I I love it. And I love Mm -hmm. being a short quarterback now. My career is over because I'm able to have conversations not built off of what I've done on the football field. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that because I'm short. You're not going to notice me as being a football player or notice me as far as uh, outside of Georgia Tech in the state of Georgia, obviously, yeah. that what I accomplished. Mm. So now I can sit down and talk to you. I can ask how you're doing, and we can get to know each other. Mm. And then it might come up in within a two, three-minute, maybe five-minute conversation, oh, what did you do? Mm. Where did you go to school? Mm. And what's your name again? And then I say <laughs> Joe Hamilton. Oh! right. But by that time, you and I, you already judged me as a person that I am more mm. so than what I did on the football field, so I can correlate And I can relate and get to know you a little better without your judgment of, you know, I'm a football player is why I'm coming to you. Mm. It's more so of a human being oh, I love and that. just listening and talking and right. having genuine conversation, not because I'm some celebrity.
0: Right. And so it has a relationship base, yes. not, not some other more artificial
1: kind it, of platform. I should have <laughs> known. It, it, it throws <laughs> my heart so many times that I've talked to people and maybe, yeah. you know, get my car serviced or, you know, waiting around. And yeah. we just happen to have conversations. And before long, our names exchange and where you went to school. and like, oh, I was talking to Joe Hamilton for 15 minutes. Let me call my buddy. Let right, me take right. a picture. Right. But at that point, we've already gotten to know each other, and we're pretty cool it's, people. It, and fantastic. I happen to do some things sure. outside of it that you might like, but yeah. that's not who I am. Isn't that wild? Yes, that is. I love that. <laughs> I
0: love that I love that you take that approach, too. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so I, I read into many of the lessons that are just bubbling out of you that we all need to be paying attention to. What comes out of you, too, is the, the weight of humility and kind of not um, – not, there's a Bible verse that says don't esteem, or it says esteem others more highly than yourselves. And I my see you living that. Yeah,
1: fa- My uh-huh. favorite verse uh-huh. I live by, and that is so profound in my life. And it is not... And I thank my parents for that. It's mm-hmm. not something I go about trying to do. And you have to be very, very careful because I've had family members, my mom or my dad sometimes, yeah. and when they say congratulations and they say, you know, you should be, you know, this, up for this ranking, why are you not that? Uh, sometimes my partner home team on the locker room, you know, you know, introduces me when he says he's in the locker room, Hall of Famer Joe Ham- Hamilton. Uh I get a little taken back a little bit or shy down. So there's a fine line between diminishing yourself and not owning up to your abilities or your accomplishments yeah. and then being uh, you know humble. Right. And I don't want to say because I don't want to be the person because what I've accomplished on a football field and mm. sports mm. to put me ahead of you. Mm. There's no place for that. We are both fighting the same race. Mm. We both need to show a little bit of humility. Yeah. And when you show a little bit of humility, you're able to put yourself in the, in the shoes of somebody else. Mm. You almost to be able to see where they're coming from and not judge them against what you've been doing. Because we all are Jesus away, right? We all are Jesus away. And again, it goes back to what I've been blessed with and how I've been blessed is nothing really of my own. Mm. It's just really making sure I max out the skill set in the gifts. Yes. We talk about gifts all the time that you've right. been born with. Can you maximize your gifts? Because your gifts are a little bit different from mine. Yeah. There's no reason for me to search for your gift or go down your path. Mm. I have a different path.
0: I love that. Well and maybe it's a great segue just to I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about the role of your faith in your mm. life overall and obviously you have some roots. Yeah. You're rooted in faith as a child, but I'd love to hear some of just your spiritual journey.
1: Well my spiritual journey started my goodness, uh seven, eight years old I can Remember, we went to church every single Sunday. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't something big and it wasn't anything big back then, you went to church. Uh, You went to uh, vocational Bible school. Uh, You went to Bible study. Mm -hmm. Uh, You had a poem or you had something to say at Christmas mm. you get in front of the church and you yeah. read your poem you memorized your poem yeah. and we took pride in that me yeah. and my cousins and guys we took pride in mm. not having to have the paper mm. and as we got older we took pride in having the longest one to be <laughs> able to memorize that oh I have a long one I gotta you know spend some time doing that uh, we learned all the verses, all the books of the Bibles in mm-hmm. Bible school and yeah. uh, uh, before church. And that's mm-hmm. when you go to uh, class and right. then you go to church. So I was embedded in, in, into you know the Christian life very, yeah. very early. Not studying it the way I you know, make sure it's a habit now, mm-hmm. but knowing all about our Savior and knowing right. all about what he did. And I believed it. And now you're looking back on it, that's how I performed. I mm-hmm. performed and it was easy for me. Uh, to throw a three interception game, to have a bad game, to disappoint my teammates as far as how I played on the football field, disappointed my coaches as far as results. But when you come back to it and you look at the man in the mirror, it goes back to how did you play respecting me? And I'm talking about respecting the Lord. Yes. Did you give it all you had? Yeah. Did you have did you have good sportsmanship? Yeah. Did you treat the game I allow you to play the right way? Yeah. Uh, are you showing humility? You know, are you are, are you really using others to to, to let my light shine? Mm. So I've always taken it, a, a, you know, a, a big moment to always give thanks that it wasn't me without the good Lord. And that's a cliche now. Sure. You know, and if you're not really meaning it, you can say it and miss that gift that you wouldn't have been here. Right. And now what just happened to uh, to Demar Hamlin right. uh, from uh, the Buffalo Bills? You realize he's protecting you in this sport. That's right. I mean, he's the one. He's the one that's protecting you, and yeah. we play a violent deal. So it's a. It's just my, my faith allows me to um, not beat myself up.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Not take it too serious, mm. because one thing I pride myself on, and this comes with some of my uh, biblical background, is that I've never been marked down, ever, mm. and played any sport when the coaches grade um, your your your, uh, your play right minus or plus. I've never got a minus on effort. Hmm.
0: Never got a
1: minus on effort anytime I played anything. Now I've got a minus on interceptions, bad reads, fumbles, turnovers, bad decisions. Yes, but not on the effort. Mm. And because I I learned and I knew that that effort was respecting God, was giving him the effort back to what the talents that he gave me, I'm not taking it for granted.
0: Wow. Yeah, you're making me think of that Bible verse that says, you know, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as unto the Lord.
1: And there you go.
0: And that that does kind of change the foundational dynamic of anything we do. It's not about trying to earn uh, accolades or approval from others. We're doing it. We know who we're doing it for.
1: We know who you're doing it for. And if
0: we do it for him, we can stand honest with integrity before him and say, God, I know I did the best I could, then, then we got nothing to be ashamed of, we got nothing to be afraid of, all those things, it kind of sets you free, doesn't you're,
1: it? You're, you're, you're spot on with that, Tom, because it also allows you to be very, very honest. Because mm-hmm. what I learned is when you go to the gym and you work out, whether you have a personal trainer, whether you're going with the weight room guys, um, scheduled running, they might miss you not touching that line. Mm. they might miss you having 10 reps and you only did eight. Mm. Your your mom or dad or people who concerned. did you work out today? Yeah, I worked out for two hours. They, you can get away with the two hours with them and you went an hour and 45. Right. And you're exhausted. But when you get back home and you brush your teeth mm. and you look at that, at that man in the mirror and say, boy, that was a tough workout. That's Somebody on your shoulder, is like, no, you didn't. Yeah. I was with you the whole time. <laughs> now, you're only cheating yourself. Now, he's not going to condemn you. Mm. He's not going to do those type of things to make you feel bad, but he's going to let you realize I'm with you. Now, if you want to get to where you tell me and you're praying to go, I need you to put in the work, mm, <laughs> you know, right. so you can't fake it. You can fake a lot of, you can fake man out. That's right. But you can't fake yourself out, mm. you know. So is a pun God is to God when you talk about the man in the mirror, but it's also a self check. That's right. Because you don't want to sit in that mirror and tell yourself lies because all of a sudden your worth ethic don't become what you're telling it or you want it to become.
0: Well, that that, that God awareness enables you to to live with yourself uh, as a man of integrity. Yes. You, yeah. So that, that's, that's huge. All right, well, I told you it was going to be a great uh, time just uh, talking with Joe. And I hope you enjoyed part one of our two-episode interview featuring the college football Hall of Famer, the co-host of the locker room on 680 of the Fan, the morning talk show, featured there every weekday. What what an amazing man. I just enjoy him and appreciate him and uh, am inspired by him. And so I hope you enjoyed that, and we'll have the second part of that episode next tuesday january the 17th and of course we have him live on the 25th which i hope you'll join me for and i hope you'll join me in getting the messaging out and getting the word out so download and share these episodes if you would would be great Uh, certainly you can always hit me up with questions comments you can find out our place you can text me and and or email me and all that information is in the show notes so all right y'all have a great rest of the week this is tom gray and this stuff matters